Hello, welcome to Myths of the Tarot. My name is Aru, and I'm an artist, storyteller, and tarot reader. This collection of stories follow in step with the Fool's journey as it progresses along each card of the major arcana. These are living mythologies that allow me to create meaning in a world on the edge of collapse. To keep apocalyptic visions of the future from clouding my senses, I conjure up meaning for all that defies explanation and reason in the here and now. Symbols, celestial bodies, rocks, trees, clouds, dreams, stories, and archetypes can all serve as guides directing us in our life process. Magical thinking, myth-making, and meme-sharing are all resources during a time of deep planetary crisis. I hope these symbols can help you to use the tarot as a tool for personal exploration. My goal is to reveal the cards and the meanings of each archetype in the major arcana through my own understanding of the card as it has shown up in my own life's journey. I also hope to connect the lessons offered by the tarot to the existential issues of the present era. Please feel free to contact me via my Instagram at Myths of the Tarot for readings and contact me via Anchor for matters relating to the podcast. All right, listeners, gather round. We will start at the beginning of it all, the origin point, with the story of the fool. The industrial machine wakes up before daybreak and never goes to sleep. As an assemblage, they work endlessly, day shift after night shift after day shift, to ensure that the production process is always chugging away 24-7, 365 days a week. The industrial smokestacks below white, fluffy clouds of a chemical composition that is a mystery to the average passerby and to the Environmental Protection Agency. The living and non-living entities existed in tension here. Techno-mechanical components struggle to keep up with the onslaught of human operators, technicians, and maintainers. The human elements of this mega-cyborg sacrifice their flesh and bones body by deep somatic neglect, denying themselves healthful meals, clean water, and deep rest. Their bio-body is violently supplied with toxic environments of unsustainable stress and volatile organic compounds. There is little organic matter left on Earth that has not been subjugated by the machine. There is little life left on Earth that has not become trapped, encased, suffocated, and permeated by the plastic, metal, glass, concrete, and synthetic material assemblages that compose the many bodies of the machine. As legend has it, the machine had a hunger that surpassed any beast that had ever walked this Earth. The machine had many mouths, many units, many digesters, many smokestacks, and many waste outlets. Many people feared the machine and knelt at its metal barricades. Many left offerings and sacrifices to appease the Colossus. The gates had to be cleared daily by the sanitation workers who were employed by the machine. Flowers, sweets, grains and coins were all swept up and taken to a landfill within the machine. The weeping, praying, and ceremonial offerings of these humans had no effect on the heart of the machine. The machine was not one of the benevolent gods. 
My grandmother had told me that taking any precious goods to the machine was simply a waste. It was a tradition that was started by a madman. She told me of the story of the fool. Once upon a time, there was a fool who wandered into town on a beautiful sunny day. He carried a bindle over his shoulder and a white rose in his left hand. He was dressed in brightly colored robes with shoes that gleamed bright yellow in the sunlight. He was followed by a small white dog who trotted along behind him. When he walked into town, the townspeople were astonished. Their town rarely had any visitors because it was located very close to the central body of the machine. The machine billowed poisonous smoke through the air. The machine poured poisonous waste into the river. The machine's growling and rumbling destroyed the quietude of the village square. The machine stole the townspeople and trapped them in a life of industrial servitude. The fool strolled into the town square with a carefree smile on his face and brought the white rose up to his nose for a whiff of sweetness. He looked around the town with bright eyes. An old woman in a dark hooded robe walking through the square stopped in surprise upon seeing the brightly colored beaming fool. She called out to him, "'O oh, traveler, why have you come to our miserable town where suffering abounds?' The fool looked surprised. Why, madam, I heard that this town was one of the most beautiful in all the land, with pure mountain air, crystal clear rivers, and an abundance of trees, he cried out. The nearby villagers groaned in despair at his ignorance. The old woman shouted at the fool, That was decades ago, you ignorant fool. Look around you. The air is polluted, the river is poisoned, and our sacred trees have all been cut. The fool looked around the town with this new knowledge and saw that the town was indeed darkened by soot, grime, and industrial pollution. There was a large tree at the center of the town square under which the fool stood. It was sickly and twisted, with a deep couch in the center that bled a black liquid. It had very few leaves, even at the height of summer and the leaves that littered the ground were brown with inky black spots. The fool asked with innocent curiosity, Why was this tree not cut? Pointing at the dying tree. The old woman grew smaller, shrinking with grief at the question. She spoke softly. When I was a young maiden, this tree was full of life. Her leaves were a verdant green, her bark was a healthy oak brown, and her acorns were sweet and plentiful. We townspeople would gather under her cool shadow during the summer and sing songs. We would leave offerings of fruit, flowers, grains at her roots and would pray to her for bountiful harvests. Each year there was a winter festival in the square with food, drink, and merriment. If you wanted a wish to come true, you could place a coin in her hollow. I wished for the healthy birth of my child, and Mother Tree made it so. My child grew up strong and wild like the forests that surrounded this village. My child protected the sacred being from unrelenting axes and hungry furnaces. My child was slain beneath these branches, cut down and massacred along with many other strong and wild beings. The fool stood quietly, looking up at the withered crown of the mother tree. 
He gently placed the white rose in his left hand at the base of her trunk and placed one of her ink-spotted leaves in his sleeve. Turning to the old woman, the fool asked, What brought this misfortune upon your village, O wise crone? The old woman pulled her dark cloak back away from her head, revealing a face ravaged by a painful and bleeding cancer. The crone whispered, her voice unsteady with rage. It was the machine. The fool had never heard of the machine, and the crone pointed a shaky finger off into the distance, where huge plumes of black, gray, and white smoke rose into the sunny sky. The fool saw hundreds of vultures circling the columns of poisonous smoke. The crone quietly shuffled away, having told her tale of grief and pain. The fool set out to see the machine, with a parcel in his left hand, a bindle on his shoulder, and his pup by his side. As the fool approached the metal barricades outside the industrial zone, the white dog began to bark in fear. The fool approached the gates and laid down his parcel. He pulled offerings of flowers, fruits, grain, and coin from the parcel and placed them in front of the gate. The fool stood up and addressed the machine by its oldest and truest name. O oh death, hear my plea. I have brought you an offering that was once given to the tree of life by the people of this land. I see you have claimed the land, the air, the water, the trees, the ore, and the people of this land. I beseech you, please stop your murderous conquest, your endless hunger, and your reign of terror. I pray to you, please return into harmony and balance with life and halt your mechanical destruction. Upon hearing his prayer, death slowed its process. The industrial noise decreased, the smokestacks lessened, and the internal mechanisms slowed. The electric barricades slowly opened and the fool entered into the facility as the white dog barked helplessly outside the gates. The fool, beaming and bright, walked into the heart of the machine never to be seen again. Thus, the tradition of leaving offerings at the gates of the machine had been started by the fool and was continued by the town's people. Their offerings of love for the mother tree disappeared while their sacrifices of fear to the machine increased. Over time, the town had shifted closer to the machine as more and more townspeople went to work within the facilities, the mechanical shops, and the factories. Many townspeople had followed in the footsteps of the fool and had entered into the heart of the machine. The last dying tree now stood outside the outskirts of town. My grandmother said, Listen well, my child. This is how the tree of life lost her divine power and succumbed to death. She now stands rotting as the fungal, bacterial, and insect attendants of decay go to work breaking her down to rejoin mother soil. The townspeople leave no offerings at her withered roots, and thus they abandon the last remnants of her compassion. This is how the machine of death gained its supreme authority and vanquished life once and for all. It stands like an immortal fortress, with its synthetic and refined materials capable of resisting decay and rot. Chapter 3 
The townspeople leave many offerings at its electric gates and razor wire fences, but only receive more suffering in return. Grandmother and I would walk far outside of town, toward the dead tree, each time the moon was at its fullest. Grandmother would bring two white roses, tucked carefully inside her sleeve. We would place the roses at the base of the mother tree and would sit for many hours on her exposed roots. We would recite the tale to one another. Once upon a time, there was a fool. <laughs>